You are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not an entry into someone's ledger. You could never be replaced with AI or anything else. You're incredibly unique. Your consciousness is nothing that could be bought or sold. I see you. You see yourself. Who is anybody kidding? Welcome to Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. The purpose of this show, Early Riser, is to give you some encouragement to start your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is recognized here. You are a small business owner or a wage worker or someone trying really hard to make it in these very trying times. You are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your politics or your religious beliefs, your traditions, your tribe, you are the value in this world and the economy. And I see you in a world of destruction and degradation. The world should see you for the value that you create, for the value that you produce. If you're, a, if you're working a job and you have to live in a shelter or in a car, this podcast is especially dedicated to you. You are seen And you are not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. Do you know what I do first? Of course, I smell the inside of my nose. And then I hold onto the bed and make sure I'm really here because I can barely believe it. And then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment. Every morning, I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. But that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Well, kind of a late one today for me. I mean, I've been doing things all day and working on this, and this is going to be able to go into the Ovals Project. I'll reproduce it with sound effects at a later time. Can you hear those birds in the background? That's kind of cool. So, honey, we've been viewed by Earthlings... When UFOs notice that we notice them, what do they call it? We call it a sighting. We had a sighting. What do they call it when they get sighted? We've been viewed. They call them views. Honey, I've been viewed. We got viewed by earthlings. So today we're going to view, we're going to see a triad, a delta formation of ovals. That's today's story. Deltas in the sky, ovals, a triad is viewed. It is day 26 of... And I'm Herschel Sterling, and I'm here to help commercial Herschel. And today we're going to read Deltas in the Sky, a triad is viewed. Mike would lay on the front lawn and stare out at the stars... Very much like many other kids around his age of seven or eight. Kids of all types and kinds and races and genders and locations and every other thing all love to, when they can ever get a chance, go somewhere and stare out at the stars. He had heard about UFOs. There were all the stories and the theories He wasn't about the sky at night for the UFOs. It was the gasp-inspiring expanse of the universe for him. That's what it was. 
One evening, Mike was stretched out, gazing from the yard, and he saw a peculiar triangle of three stars slowly rotating in the sky. He thought to himself, those can't be stars. In low Earth orbit, three ovals converse in formation. Hey, we're seen up here, Corcoran says. Another, how, also notices. Let's see if he can hear, he says. They've been convinced their observation isn't perceivable. This is my first time, you guys, confesses Madrigal. Your first view, says Corcoran. It's only my second, he continues. My first view, too, says How. I want to see if it can hear. What is this symbol for them, this formation we're in, he asks. If, if it can hear me, then it will know that we know it saw us. Triangle, Madrigal answers. Too many syllables, How says. These things are linear. Try Delta, try. Try Delta, she says. Delta is a triangle, and it's used a lot for three, but it's also the fourth letter of one of their alphabets. So it's versatile. Delta, Delta, Delta. How directs the words at Mike. He repeats, Delta, Delta, Delta. Mike watches from below as the triangle slowly turns. He doesn't know that it's called low Earth orbit, but he has surmised that the lights appear to be the size of the stars because of their size in relation to their distance to Mike, in the language a boy that age would use to describe spatial and proximal relationships. Then, out of a corner of the sky, another one of these lights appears and hovers just outside the triad. Hey, it's me, Simpson. I got the juice. Make a way for me. Corcoran leaves formation to allow Simpson to enter the center of the formation. And then Corcoran returns to formation. In these formations, the ovals meld their fields. The triad is now taking energy from Simpson's oval. Simpson has been buzzing power stations and catastrophes at this mapping in order to help power this mission. Simpson announces, Okay, you kids, be safe. You make sure to check in with Mom and Dad. Corcoran repeats the preceding maneuver and allows Simpson to exit. This is always so refreshing, Madrigal opines. Mike watches this process from his front lawn. This was before the massive distribution of pesticides that took out most of the crickets and therefore the frogs. It was a lively evening out there on the lawn. The formation spins quickly twice. Then each of the three lights takes turns leaving the formation and returning, as though an exercise. Mike's head turns to the right as the formation ambles slowly off to the north of where Mike is. He watches them fade off into the stars until they can no longer be discerned from the stars. He sits up and he shakes the grass out of his hair. He stands and brushes off his pants, and he goes into the house. Mike approaches his father, who is on a couch, watching a television. Dad, what is it when there are lights in the sky that look like stars, but they aren't stars, they're just small, so they look farther away than they are? What is that? 
His dad raises his head from the television. Don't tell anyone you saw anything like that. All they'll do is say you're crazy, and they'll drive past the house and point to the house and say, that's the house where the crazy kid lives. So don't say anything about it. Just forget about it. Um, um, okay, Dad, Mike says. Oh, Dad, Mike says. What now? His now annoyed dad responds. What does Delta mean? The end. Hey, there you go. Look, gotcha at the end. I gotcha. I bet you I gotcha. So now, I got some AI titles. I think they're okay. I mean, they're not great. I'm not going to use anything from here. Some of them are really corny. And they will be made fun of. Starry Conversations. Delta Encounter. Lights in the Night. Mystery of the Triad, A Boy and the Unseen, Secrets of the Sky, The Triangle Formation, Whispers from Above, Invisible Visitors, A Night to Remember. Whispers from, they use whispers a lot. ChatGPT uses whispers. They like whispering. They like whispers and, and the sounds of sneakiness a lot. Secrets. Secrets of the sky. I don't know. Mystery of the triad. I don't know. I don't know. Not impressed. Not impressed. I'm Herschel Sterling. This is Flash Fiction February. It's my exercise of writing a story every day. A brand new story. 29 brand new stories in 29 brand new days. Flash Fiction February. Isn't that cool? Pretty fun. Pretty neat. I'm having a good time. I'm learning a lot. I'm getting a lot better at all of the things. At the writing, the editing, the producing, you know, the recording of the podcast and then the producing. It's all coming together. It's like made me more efficient. It's pretty cool. So you can find me at Smell the Inside of Your Nose at your podcast apps. If you want to search the web, you would look for Herschel Sterling or Commercial Herschel. Or you just go to Substack and look for Commercial Herschel. That's the best place to find me. All my links are there and everything. I've got a bunch of little things set up out there for contacting people. But, you know, right now it's just a question of getting subscribers. I would really love to get comments every once in a while i love it when i get comments it's the best i know people are downloading and listening because i can see my statistics so thank you for that it seems like it comes in fits and spurts like you catch up like you leave a few days and you come back and you catch up that's great that makes me feel great thanks for that but i'd love to see you share it because you know i don't use any of the anti-free speech sites i only use free speech outlets if you would mind sharing that would help me a lot if you could share it somehow that'd be cool okay so um here's the send-off it's a recorded one from i think it's going to be the second ever episode i'm looking for good ones i'm like taking old ones and like listening to them and reproducing them so i can just make templates okay you guys see you tomorrow for day 27 and for another quick story and more fun stuff. Bye. We're going through a struggle right now and we need to keep everything nice in the morning. So thank you so much for listening and this is the conclusion of this show. This is how the conclusion goes. This place where we live is not a joke. 
When I look up at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I am consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We are on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seems immovable. That's incredible. That's incredible. We are a moment. We are an instant in an endless universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of our existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. There are people who would say that that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. I think it makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each refractions from a single source of light. You are the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you are a masterful, mysterious, and anomalous paradox. I'd say that is rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here, and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and bend matter, to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and use of time, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential. You are a rare and luminescent jewel that can shine on itself from within itself. You are significant. When you look out at the universe, your consciousness is expanding as far as you are able to observe. From yourself, from your existence on this tiny little planet that is not insignificant. You are extremely significant. Shine on yourself. You shine on others. And what an honor it is that you shine on me. Thank you. Now, go smell the inside of your nose. <laughs>